Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. 6.33 exactly. Now, there are growing concerns, confusion and some frustration among recipients of the 350 Rand grants following the recent change in the eligibility criteria by SASA. The Department of Social Development announced that recipients of the COVID-19 Social Relief or of Distress grant must reapply as it will now be paid out under new legislative framework. These uh, grants framework as uh, new additional qualifying and assessment criteria, but also, as we raised at the top of the show, uh, a worrying feature of what is happening right now is that some post office workers have been accused in various rural villages in Mpumalanga and other provinces of uh, working in cahoots with security guards and cashers are now charging distress grant recipients 50 rand out of their 350 rand to jump the queue. Now, we've spoken to some of the grant recipients. You are responding to it this morning, so I have no doubt that it is happening. Those whom we have spoken to have confirmed this trend and, in fact, said that it is very widespread among other villages in places like Limpopo as well. So we've invited for an in-depth discussion about this and some of the other issues around this uh, grant. Uh, On the line, Johan Krier, spokesperson for the South African Post Office, and Fanny Setoka, General Manager Operations at SASA. Before we get to our conversation, let's hear from you. Hi, Odin. I read a letter now from SASA. Citizens to beneficiaries, please don't go to the post offices. Go to ATMs or go to supermarkets because the post office hasn't got money for the 350s. Please ask your guests if this is true, Mike. Morning, Udo. This is Maonde from Willowville. I think the shortest you'll be telling the Sasa guys just to take that money and do it away with it because they don't want to give it to the people who must get it. If they tell me I must apply every 15 of every month, where will I get data? But to cut the story short, I will buy data in any way and then I will make business for those who apply every 15. So I will make that business on 50 rand to charge a person. You can ask me why. <laughs> Keep those messages coming through. Your SMS is on 41391, uh, and those are charged at 1 rand 50. Your WhatsApp voice notes on 082-692-3909. You can also call us directly on 011-714-8999 and post your comments on social media. I see some of you have already. At The Weekend View is the show's handle. Mine directly is at Udo Carlsa SA. Now, let's uh, welcome firstly on the line uh, from the South African Post Office, Johan Krier. Good morning. Good morning. And then we also have uh, Fani Setoha, General Manager Operations at SASA. Morning, Fani. Um, good morning, Udo, and um, good morning, Johan, and the listeners of SAFM this morning. Fani, firstly, did you guys put out a directive to recipients not to go to the post office and, and rather go to the ATM because the post office doesn't have money? Um, look, it's... It, it is the post office that has um, informed us that they have um, uh, they had challenges in some of the branches, some of the branches, and as a result, we were then um, compelled to make the public aware that um, they should rather not walk past other facilities where they can be able to withdraw so that we can help them uh, um, reduce the frustration because it, um, um, in case one of those branches where they will be going, there could be insufficient funds. 
Uh, Yuan, how widespread is firstly the issue of insufficient funds at the post office? It's not particularly widespread, Udo. One of the reasons why we uh, sent out that information was that we want to spread out the uh, grant recipients. You know, it's much better if grant recipients have various channels where they can access the funds, and it's much better if they go to all those channels instead of just to post offices. That leads to queuing and to long waiting times and so on, which we want to avoid. So at the, the branches of the post office where there are problems, what is the problem? The problem there will be not enough cash for the day. But how does that come about? Just give us some insight. The thing is that we do not always know exactly how many um, beneficiaries will go to a specific branch every day. You know, we base our cash requirements and the orders on stats from the past. But that changes mm. and you cannot order cash at short notice. You need to order it at least 10 days in advance. So if the pattern changes, then there might not be enough cash. Got you. Fanny, j- just, just spell out for us, and, and not all of us are, are, are SASA grant recipients, but how many channels are there for people to actually go and draw the money? And, and second part of that question is, what still necessitates people having to go to post offices to get their money? Uh, repeat the last question. What, what still necessitates South Africans needing to go to the post office to go and draw their money? Um, firstly, Udo, let me indicate that um, during application, as part of um, the options which the applicants have when they submit their applications, we're asking them how do they want to receive their social grant. So when the person applies, he tells us that I want to receive my money either through his own private bank account. Mm. We also have a channel which is uh, clients being able to choose to get their money through um, um, through their mobile phones. And we, we had the last option as the, the South African post office. So, and that's normally what happened was a larger number that we channeled through the South African post office would have been those clients that when they applied, they never pronounced how they want to receive money. So, mm. so they, they remained quiet. Okay. Now, if you, did, if you did not tell us how we must pay you, what we had done was because we had an arrangement with the South African post office, we would then default you to the South African Post ah, Office. Okay. But that line, at any given time, they can change how they want to access their money. Okay. Besides, even those that are actually getting their money at the post office, as Johan has indicated, they can always be able to receive their money uh, through the national payment system, meaning at the merchants, as well as at some of the ATM. So it's not like they are really compelled to mm. queue there. They are not. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm glad we, we clarified that. Now on to, to one of the other big issues that, that has been raised by our listeners. I just want to go to a couple of messages here. Tulani Galeni says, Udo, this matter of cashiers working with security guards to uh, strip recipients of 50 rand 
of the 350 rand in order to jump the queue has been reported for some time now and I think the social department must resolve this matter as a matter of urgencies as beneficiaries can't be robbed by people who are working for the people but look if people who have stolen from Sasa are not punished as it was reported earlier and we need more accountability yeah uh, but Litsatsi will deny this I'm telling you that's Tulani. Uh, still wounded is how he calls himself. Uh, says Udo, it's been happening in my Kasi in uh, Sechejo ever since 2020. Anyway, I think for now the public wants to know when they are getting their next 350s because people have since reapplied. We are starving out here, man. Ends off the message from still wounded. Steniseko Lomnyama says, it's happening in my township in Kwatlabisa post office. So, Fani, what have you heard about this practice by your cashiers? Um, look, I think no, no. Funny uh, apologies. Apolog- yeah, sorry, <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> Johan, uh, coming back to you now. What have, what have you heard uh, about this practice by your cashiers? When we get a complaint like that, it's investigated really, really thoroughly. You know, we've got a dedicated investigation unit. Some of them ex-policemen um, who always get to the bottom of that and in 99 percent of the cases it's actually a member of the public who is self-appointed q marshal who wants money from uh the grant recipients how many how many incidents investigated how many incidents reported i don't have stats it's reported anonymously or you know it's reported it's reported to a crime buster hotline that we've got and I don't have access to the stats. But Johan, 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 apologies. We, we, we had set up this conversation with you with, with the specific view of getting to the bottom of some of these practices. Uh, you've now told me that you've got an investigating unit. Some ex-police people are working there. I, I don't understand why, why you would not have then accessed what has been investigated thus far in, in line with this practice. I can tell you the investigations that came to me. Yes. Comment, and that uh, in those cases it has always, without exception, been a member of the public, a self-appointed Q marshal, as I say. What What is a self-appointed Q marshal? Because they'll be working either in your post offices or on the periphery of the post office, which still is an area that the post office is in charge of. And uh, no. Remember that we only have access to and control over our own area. What happens in public areas, we have no say over. But, but the net result is, Johan, so, sorry, the net result is whether it's that uncle who's standing outside there making a plan with a cashier, the net result is the cashier is then paying out minus the 50 rand that they take. That's your responsibility. That will be our responsibility, yes. But Udo, we haven't had a single incident where the Q Marshal goes into a post office and gets the 50 Rand there. All those transactions happens in the street. But it still involves your cashiers. No, the cashier pays out the recipient, who, and then in terms of his agreement with the Q Marshal, has to uh, give him 50 Rand or whatever they, are, they agreed. Are we to assume here that they're doing this out of the goodness of their hearts, Yuan? These cashiers who no, just allow people not. to jump the queue. There's, there's got to be a quid pro quo for the person who's sitting behind Udo, the counter. Why, Udo? Because uh, the cashier pays out the money to the recipient, not to the queue marshal. What I'm saying is... I you think are. you must understand some, something here. Yes. I walk into a post office, I'm a recipient. Mm. But outside, I've agreed with the queue marshal that I'll give him 50 rand or whatever in exchange for a position in front. When I come out... 
that person is waiting for me and he, he demands uh, his cut. That's mm. not under the control of the cashier who didn't see the transaction outside and who's not aware of it. At so, all. so you are not aware then that your cashiers are playing any part in this whatsoever, that any of them are getting a cut of that 50 rand? No. As I say, we have had complaints about that. And each time uh, the investigation showed that it's not the cashiers who do that, it's members of the public. But for the purpose of this conversation, you can't tell me how many investigations? No, I can't. Fanny, your thoughts? Um, Udo, there is a whole lot of other things that happen on the ground. And at times, community members are not 100% uh, telling the truth. Uh-huh. In a sense that you'd have people who would um, um, make arrangements with members of the community and, and say, you go hold the queue for me. In other words, go queue for me. I, I will come at a particular period mm. and I will take over my spot. And for you holding the queue for me, then I'll give you 50 rand. That's an example, right? Yeah. Just like you see, even in traffic departments, you've got agents that would go and, These proxy and, pay, people, yeah. and pay your license on your behalf and then you pay a fee. So yeah. it would seem there are some practices that are happening like that which are actually happening, like Johan um, uh, has indicated, it will be on the queues outside of the post office facility itself. Mm. So those arrangements would have been done not in the, in the public, not in the eyes of the cashier. The cashier would not be privy to such deals that would have happened to some runners on the ground mm. who mm. queues on behalf of other people and then they charge them. But... As, as Johanna has indicated, they, we, we are aware of such practices because this is not for the first time that we have heard of, um, of this kind of, um, of elements. And as Johanna has indicated, we as SASA, remember, we rely on the post office being able to manage the operations end-to-end in their facility. Because remember where SASA, mm. SASA does transfer of money into those um, into those accounts. But, Udo, I also want to emphasize one point. Yes. You cannot go to a post office branch and be requested 50 rand this month. Go back again next month and be requested 50 rand and you pay. Hmm. Whereas we are saying you are not compelled to go to the post office branch. Uh And you are also not compelled to continue to receive your money, even through the post office. You, you, you can change and get your money alternatively. Mm. Either you can go to some of the shops. Remember, nowadays, for you to open a, an account, you don't even need to go to a, branch, a, to a, to a, a bank branch. We have some of the big stores that are actually agents of, the, of, the, of some of the banks, and they are already issuing cards there. So you can either go to one of those stores, get yourself a, a, a bank account, come and um, uh, tell us that you want to get your money into a new bank account, mm. and you get your money uh, okay. uh, differently, and you, you don't have to be paying the 50 rand. Or you can actually give us your cell phone number registered in your name, and you can go withdraw your money alternatively at some of the merchants that allows you to withdraw using a cell phone okay. or some of the ATMs. So there are options. People are not compelled to continue and be harassed by some community members that are finding this 
as a business opportunity. Got you. Let, me get, to, let me get to some more of uh, our listeners' messages this morning. Lastly, Udu is my wonder again. Ask them why they use this green easy pay card that uh, for the people who go to post office, whereas they know that easy pay they used to use it for our mothers and then they it was done away for a reason. And we know the reason why. And they do know the reason why they don't tell people to open bank accounts on their different banks. Who get the tender? Who is being pushed for this easy pay? I'm man. With this. They must not make us fools, these people, Ibo. Good morning, Udo. Udo, I'm 42. I've never been employed, so I don't know what will disqualify me from getting that 350. I was getting it, and I see as I'm going to be disqualified. At 42, with the current rate of unemployment, I don't know who's going to employ me. There's no work. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to be disqualified. Anonymous. All right. So those are a few more messages. Um, Johan, let's just final finally wrap this issue of what's happening with this fifty rand that that people are charging uh, to to come and draw their money. Um, you you obviously and 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 I took for granted. As I said in the introduction, that, that there are cashers working in cahoots with security guards. But post offices don't necessarily all have the capacity where security guards can check that this is happening and, and put an end to it, right? No, not all uh, post offices have security guards. <clears throat> and as I said, the po- even the security guard doesn't have control over what people do outside the post office premises. But, uh, you know, towards the end of the program, you must just allow me to share with the, with the listeners what you should do if you're approached for a bribe like this. Please do it now. Let, let, let's, that, that's part of the reason why I wanted to wrap this particular conversation. Yeah, look, our advice to you, to people with that problem is go to the police and open a case of bribery and corruption and do not pay the bribe. Because in terms of the law, the person who pays the bribe is just as guilty as the person who asked for the bribe mm. and the the number you should call to report these kinds of thing is 0800 020 070 that's our crime about the hotline and you've got the option to remain anonymous but it would be better if you don't remain anonymous <laughs> for the purpose of conversations like this morning you are? I beg your pardon I was saying for the yeah. purpose of conversations like this morning so we have the details we can we can follow up and and, and check in on these things yes uh, but if you if you if you report one of these incidents, please collect as much ev- evidence as you possibly can, because we would actually like to catch the perpetrator. All right, Johan, I'm going to leave it there with you this morning. Thank you very much for your time, spokesperson for the South African Post Office. And then finally, we're going to end up with you, because uh, as you can tell, there are a number of questions. Perhaps just that that first voice note played there now, the, this uh, compulsion for an easy pay account. Just give us some clarity there. Um, Udo, as I've outlined, that remember, we don't know when people are due to apply. We don't know who has what account mm. with who. Mm. We, don't, we don't know who of the applicants have got an account with who. So when they apply, people would have gone and acquired. Because remember, there is a bank behind the easy pay product. There is a bank. Yeah. And, and somebody would have voluntarily gone there and acquired that product mm. not we so we've got no relation so now when they apply and we ask 
give us your bank. Give us your bank account and give us the name of the bank. And they give us the name of the bank and they okay. give us the, the account. And that account is an easy pay account. I got you. Okay, so you can change it at any time. And as you've said, that process should be smooth enough. Um, one thing I've been hearing consistently is people complaining that their parents' information is now needed on the application forms. Why does this apply? In brief. Look, there is a, a number of reasons why we need uh, these details. Because if you are a legitimate applicant, as an example, uh. Um, generally, you would know your, you'd know your, your father's name, except in an instance where you would have um, possibly would have been at the time when you were born, your parents were no more, and you may not have known who your parents are. But in an instance that you don't know your parents' details, that question you can still skip it. The system allows you. To, to skip it if you don't know the details of your parents. The, the problem is there are tens of thousands of South Africans who won't have access, for instance, to that parent's ID number because they have perhaps never seen their parents' ID books. Like I've just said, so you are repeating what I've just said. I've just said if you don't know your parents' details, you can skip that question. It's not a mandatory question. It is there. But it's not mandatory. The system won't force you my, my, my to go hold control. Funny, my question, sorry, my question is why is that even relevant to my situation? It is relevant because um, for a number of other reasons, uh, Udo. One, we, we're trying to deter fraud because we also know that there are fraudulent applicants yeah. out there. But we're also looking for that information because we have noted uh, that these people who applied would, would claim not to know their parents' details, but later on we realized that um, um, some of these applicants, they are actually maintained by their own parents. Remember, okay. Okay. people who are qualified for this grant are people between the ages of 18 and those that are below 59. A number of the people that are around that age group of 18, 19, 20, majority of them who are applying will later pick up that um, they are being maintained and they would have lied during the application period. So this is part of um, mechanisms that we have introduced so that if a person has lied Mm. and they deliberately did not give us the details of their parents and we later pick up that um, um, you, you, you are being maintained by our parents so that it can be easier for us when we take you through the law enforcement agencies Mm. Um, we don't have a problem. Remember, when they apply, they're giving us consent. They give us declarations. There is a whole lot of set of questions that we've introduced so that it can be easier if we have to go before the court of law at a later stage. We can confirm that you deliberately misinformed us. All right. Fanny Setoka, I thank you very much for being part of the conversation this morning. Is the General Manager of Operations at SASA. And I think down the line, perhaps once uh, around the period where grants are paid out, we need to come back and have a look at some of the other logistical issues because as we continue to con- uh, converse around this, more questions are coming online around this very matter.